1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 3, Then all of the people of Israel turned back to God. You need to underline that verse. All of the people, all of the people in Israel turned back to God. And Samuel said to all of them, If you are returning to the Lord with all of your hearts, then rid yourselves of idols and commit yourself to the Lord fully and serve Him only. And then He will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites put away their idols and they served the Lord I love that. Then Samuel said, let's assemble at Mizpah, and I will intercede for you. So when they had assembled at Mizpah, they, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. And on that day, they prayed and they fasted and they confessed their sins. And Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizbah and Shen. Mizbah means intercession and Shen means sacrifice. So they built an altar between intercession and sacrifice. Stay with me. And Samuel called this place Ebenezer saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. And there he built an altar to the Lord. And I pray that these seven verses would be fulfilled in your hearing today in Jesus' name. The King James Version of the Bible says, Hitherto the stone of Ebenezer. Ebenezer means the stone of help. Will the Lord help us? Just wait and see. In this particular story, the nation of Israel had just stepped in to the state of revival. And I believe that that's where we are today. We are standing in the state. Revival means to bring back to life that which was dead. And every one of you know what I'm talking about. Okay, this is a message for you, It's easy to see that we're living in the midst of a troubling time. And if we're ever, come on, if we're ever going to turn back to God, it's got to be now. We need revival. We need it today. We need it, come on, more than we've ever needed it before. And I want to declare to you right now that there is nothing standing between you and your miracle. Whatever it was, Jesus has taken it away and he nailed it to the cross of Calvary. So let me get you in a right position to receive. See, the underlying issue in 1 Samuel chapter 7 is complete failure from the people of God. The people failed. The Israelites had fallen asleep and fallen away from the God of history. And many times the Lord will allow us to get to a place of total destruction so man will recognize his need for a move of God. And I believe that America is living within the confines of these seven scriptures right now. America is in a helpless state. Would you agree? 22 states have legalized marijuana. People taking advantage of the illiterate poor. 
allowing 10-year-old kids to take gender-reversing hormone pills without parental consent, killing babies in the womb all the way to full term, desecrating life and the symbol of promise, putting the rainbow on a flag and waving it across our country as if it will change God's mind about marriage between being between a man and a woman. I could keep going, but it appears we've lost the battle. But I believe that we are right where we are supposed to be because we're helpless. We're in a season where revival is about to break out. God has not given up on the United States of America and God has not given up on you. Maybe you and your family are in a helpless state too. God never gave up on Israel and no matter where you are, God has not given up on you. And I want you to notice that this chapter is a call for help. And hitherto, the Lord will help you. I'm, I'm talking about the nation of Israel, the people of God, and Samuel, the prophet of God. What does this mean? It means America needs revival, the church needs revival, and you need revival too. So I've got good news. Everybody say, it's time for revival. We're past due. Friend, we need a mighty move of God. And I believe that God wants to start with you. I read a story recently where a lady was riding a, a boat, a Navy boat, with her husband and five-year-old son. And she accidentally dropped him in the water while they were taking the tour. And as you could imagine, she started screaming frantically. And the sailor just so happened to stand there for a few moments before jumping in to save her son. And afterwards, she said, Sir, why did you wait so long to save my son? And he said, Ma'am, I had to wait. Until all of his strength was gone. Or he would have pulled us both under the, under the boat and killed us all together. And when I read these words, I had this vision of America and, and the American church. And it appears that so many are going down, kicking, kicking and screaming, God do something. But I believe with all of my heart that God is awaiting for our fleshly strength to be completely gone so He can swoop down and save us at just the right time. Are you hearing me today? Hitherto, the Lord is going to help me and you. His power, His peace, His, His Spirit, His presence is filling the room. The Bible says that God sent His Word to heal you. And even as I speak, many of you will be touched in your seat if you will just believe. I believe that the Lord's hand is upon our house. And I believe that this is exactly where we are as a people. God is letting us get to a place of total desperation. And with this being so, I believe with everything on the inside of me, it's harvest time. Revival is about to break out across every state in the mighty and matchless name. Of Jesus, I say. And this is where the children of Israel found themselves in this story. The political system in which they dwelt was totally corrupt. 
It was morally and socially corrupt, just like America. You can read the rest of the story this week, 1 Samuel chapter 7. But Eli the priest was 98 years of age and his two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were embezzling money, living in sexual immorality and unwilling to change. It was crazy. The government was corrupt. The holy priesthood was corrupt. And to make matters worse, the Ark of the Covenant was carried away. Two in this story. The government failed. The church failed. The family failed. And to make matters worse, it almost seemed that God had failed. The Ark of the Covenant was captured and taken to the temple of Dagon, the false god that the Philistines would bow down to worship. And, and when this happened, the people of God said, Oh no, not on my clock. So they went after the presence of God, but they failed too. Thousands of people died in the battle. Why? Because there was sin in the camp. The people did not have their priorities in line. They had idols in their heart and idols in their home. You can read the story. Now remember, I'm an evangelist. Pastors comfort the afflicted, but we afflict the comfortable. And I did not come to make you feel good. I didn't come for a paycheck or even a pat on the back. Come on, somebody. I came to preach the word and to tell it like it is. Come on. Are you with me? It's time to get our priorities back in line. God first, family second, and everything else last. I'm telling you, Jesus is getting ready to split the eastern sky and he's coming back for a church, a bride without spot or blemish and even a wrinkle. You can read your Bible. We have stepped into a season where there is no turning back. If you want to go back to the way things used to be, I'm so sorry, you're going to get left behind because God is doing a new thing, and we've got to get ready. The life is not in me. My life, my four, no more. No, this life is all about the Lord, and we have to rid our hearts of idols. Anything... We exalt over our relationship with the Lord. This is what happened to the Israelites. They can relate. They were surrounded by utter defeat. And the next morning, they came out and Dagon had fallen on his Dagon face. The Ark of the Covenant was captured, taken into Dagon's temple. And the very next day, the false god had fallen on his face. And they picked him up and put him back in his proper place. But the next morning, they found him in the very same state. The next morning, they came back and he had fallen down again. But this time, his neck was broken and his arms and his legs had been shattered into a million pieces. What's the interpretation? Nothing, nothing, nothing can stand in the presence of a holy God. Even now, seraphim are singing with two wings covering their feet, two wings covering their face, and with two wings they're worshiping. And what are they saying? They're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. He's coming back now. Devil, you better get your hands off of this country. You better get your hands off of this church. You better get your hands off of our kids. ABC, NBC, CNN. 
whoever you may be, you better watch out and you better watch what you say about God's bride. Why? Because Jesus died for the church, meaning there's nothing that he would not do for you. I feel like preaching today. We're stepping into a season where God will take what is done in secret and he will bring it to the light. I'm telling you, the clock is ticking. We can't play games. I want to receive everything that God has for me in my day. The Bible stories are going to come back to life. Jesus Christ is going to walk into your situation. I'm prophesying over you today. I know the church has failed, but the church is coming back to life in these last days. I'm telling you, it's time for revival. If not now, when? If not you, who? Everybody say, do it now, do it now, do it now. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hitherto, the Lord wants to help you. What am I saying? God wants you to have an Ebenezer experience. So many have strayed. Maybe you have fallen away, but you're coming back. You might have failed, but you're getting back up, and you're getting back in line, and you're serving the Lord. I'm telling you, devil, the yoke's on you. The devil tried to kill me, and maybe you too, but he did not succeed, for greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in that world. I'm telling you, it's revival time. The devil should have killed us when he had a chance. Watch out now. We are in God's hands. The The true church of Jesus Christ is coming back to life. Hitherto, the Lord is going to help you. Don't sit there and look so sanctified. We were all a hot mess before God got a hold of us. And if it were not for the Lord, we would have been dead a long time ago. How many of you know that this is true? We've all failed, but now it's time to get refilled right now. And this is the process. We got to get filled up. God works in the church and through the church to the world. And the world better watch out because the spirit of Samuel is coming back and we will be delivered from religious physical, and mental captivity. Samuel delivered a word from the Lord and the people of God consecrated themselves from idol worship, crucified the corruption. And walked away happy and free. And this is my plea. We've got to consecrate ourselves. We've got to crucify the corruption. May God bring all of the corruption to the light from North Carolina to Southern California. May this be the day when all of God's children say, My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, we're going to prophesy, let corruption bust at the seams, for this will be the next shaking. It's time to get ready, get ready, get ready. Can you say that with me? Let freedom ring. I feel like we're going to see it on national TV. The Lord will shine His light across the country and the sin of corruption will be exposed on every screen. The Samuel anointing 
is being released. It's time to get right with God before you get left. I hear it in my heart. It's time to repent. It's time to confess thy sins. We see this in 1 Samuel chapter 7 in this story. How did God do it then? I'm so glad you asked. When you read 1 Samuel, it seemed that the Lord didn't have anybody that he could use in the government, the church, or the family. So what did he do? He raised up a barren woman, a nobody by the name of Hannah. It appeared she didn't have anything to give, but she slipped into the presence of Almighty God, and she began to cry out for a son. Everybody thought she was drunk, poor, broken. Who is she? But God answered her, her prayer and the spirit of revival fell upon her and she got pregnant with a great prophet and she got a prophetic word in her belly and this is what she said, Lord, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you and he will serve you all the days of his life. And indeed, God gave her a son and the Lord raised him up to be the greatest prophet in the history of Israel and his name was Samuel. And I'm telling you, the same can be true for you. You can get pregnant with a dream. The Lord wants to birth something on the inside of you. You've got to keep praying and you've got to keep pushing. Slip into the presence of the Lord. It's time for revival. God is raising up an army of believers. Joel's army is coming alive in these last days. And these signs will follow those who believe. How many believers do I have out there today? We've got it backwards. For so long we've been following the signs. But the signs will follow you from now forward. Nothing is impossible for those who believe. Friend, God wants to use you. He didn't say that these signs shall follow the preacher. He said these signs will follow those who believe. And I'm telling you, what you feel right now is real. It's God. His presence is, is, is with you always. It doesn't matter what everybody else has done. I know many le leaders have failed. All the way through the Old Testament, prophets failed, priests failed, kings and kingdoms failed. Yes, they all failed to give God the glory. But in this story, Judah was destroyed. Jerusalem was desecrated. But God always leaves behind a remnant. Even in Babylon, he took three young Hebrew boys by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, he, and they threw them into the fiery furnace. And what happened? Jesus appeared to them as the fourth man in the fire. And he's going to do the same for you. Just like Daniel in the lion's den, he's going to shut the mouth of the lion in your life. Even in the midst of failure, we can have faith because God will never fail. God is raising up an army. Can you tell? Lift your hands and say, God use me. If God can use me, he can, he can use you a million times. I'm telling you, get free. Get free. Hitherto, 
The Lord wants to help you. There's a Holy Ghost boldness being released in this hour. Some of you need to shake the devil off of your back and get him under your feet where he belongs because your elder brother flicked him off the throne 2,000 years ago and now you can be free. I feel this all over me. It's time for revival. If we're going to have revival, we've got to have repentance. Don't get quiet on me now. Somebody said, I repented 35 years ago. Somebody else said, I repented five years ago. Well, you need to repent again. It's time to change your mind. It's time to change your direction. It's time to change your habits. It's time to change your systems and your your flow. I'm telling you, Samuel spoke unto the house of Israel saying, If you do return unto the Lord with all your heart, put away your idols. You can fool your boss. You can fool your pastor, your parents, your spouse. But you cannot fool God. God knows the very thing that you do not want anybody else to know. And He wants to deliver you from from that very thing. Why? Because it's time for real revival. It's time to let freedom ring. You've got a choice to make. And some would say, I'm on the fence. There is no fence. It's either yes or no, heaven or hell, lost or saved, bondage or free. I'm not putting any butter on the toast today. It's time to repent. It's, It's not changed until you have changed. It's time to put away the idols. What is sitting on the throne of your heart? I'm telling you, it's revival time. It's time for revival. It's time to turn over a new leaf. It's time for a God opportunity. God wants to help you. I don't know how many times you fail, but... But, but today God wants you to have an Ebenezer experience. Hitherto, the Lord wants to help you. Ebenezer means the stone of help. And three times we read this word in the Bible. Stay with me. The first time is in 1 Samuel 4.1. Hitherto, the Lord is going to help you. And within the context of this story, this was a place of utter defeat. The second time was 1 Samuel 5.1. And this story represented a time to weep. Go back and read. And the last reference is 1 Samuel 7.12. And this whole chapter speaks of complete victory. One, two, three. If you find yourself in defeat, it's time to weep. And God will make you complete. He'll give you the victory. I'm telling you, hitherto... The Lord wants to help you. If you're in defeat, it's time to weep. And God will give you complete victory. How many of you know that the B-I-B-L-E is the book for me? And I believe that God knows how to speak to you and to me. He has a plan. He has a plan. He has a plan. He has a timetable. And I believe that it is time for revival. Don't you ever forget this. Ebenezer means that the Lord really, really, really wants to help 
you. It doesn't matter if everybody has given up on you. It doesn't matter wh what, what you've done, where you've been, how much money you have, what family you was born into. It doesn't matter. All that matters is this banner, Ebenezer, hitherto. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Oh, I did that one time. I've been there before. It doesn't matter. God wants to do it again. He's putting the spiritual defibrillators upon your heart today, and he wants to shock you and to bring you back to life. Come on, somebody. It is time for personal and corporate revival. 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 3. Hitherto, the Lord wants to help you. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.